What's up? Intro. That was the you intro. You forgot about the intro. Oh, man. I mean, we had a dopio intro, so it's all good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. How's everybody doing today? We are live on YouTube. This yes. is a live recording of the You'll Hear It podcast. Thanks, everybody, for joining us today. Good to see everybody. Good to see you, Adam. Good to see you, Peter. Good uh, to be seen. It's good looking good in here, man. It I, is. I feel like you've, like... It's getting, I mean, it's getting there. I don't know if the viewers can see, but there used to be... There used to be a whole pit of snakes over here that was <laughs> very... Pr- now it's just this one big snake here. Asps. Very yeah. dangerous. <laughs> and uh, now, yeah, now there's really nothing there. So thanks for, man, thanks for it's making it look... starting to come together. starting yeah, to yeah. come together. Looks good in here. So if this is your first time here, where you been? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> come on. This is You'll Hear It Monday. So we do this as a personal pick-me-up for each other, but as just a gathering place to get the week out started right, you know, on a listening note on a musical note because it's it's Monday. You know what I'm saying? It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mondays don't have to be Mondays, though. Mondays can be happy. We're happy up in here. I'm very happy. Someone says, uh, happy post-Thanksgiving. That's Joe. And I'm I'm always happy a little post-Thanksgiving. This is my favorite time of year right now. Between Thanksgiving and Christmas. You know yes. what I mean? Just as a child, just the anticipation, the build of the holidays. You see uh, crazy relatives that you never used to see. Well, we're not seeing really anybody now. No. But... Uh, I love this time of year, man. December is my month. It's a love, lovely time of the year. That's not how that goes. No. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Okay. Um, (laughs) All right. So let's talk real quick. uh, As it were, we have our check-ins. But why don't we talk first about um, how was your Thanksgiving? Thanksgiving We haven't seen each other since Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving was cool, man. You know, we did it. We did it really chill. We always host Thanksgiving. We always have about 25 people over at our place. Uh-huh. And obviously we couldn't do that this year because we live in a tiny house. So like even on a normal time, you feel like, whoa, we might start some kind of pandemic in here because everybody's <laughs> crammed in, right? right. Uh, so yeah, this year we just did just the people that we have been living, just me and Heather and the kids. But Heather made dinner for my parents, her mother, and I ran them all around. And then we did a little Zoom thing afterwards, okay. which was really, really nice. And then... Uh, uh, then we watched some movies afterwards, and you know we just had a nice. little lovely night. It was killing. Food See any good movies? We should do, we should add a segment on on movies sometime. So during the shutdown, we've been doing we should we've been doing little Manus Family Film Festivals where we'll mm. do a whole series. We've done Star Wars. We've done all of the Marvel Avengers movies. Okay. We've done uh, we just finished uh, all the Harry Potter movies uh, in a row, which was fun. If your kids are too young, we call that Scary Potter. You know. Yeah, it gets really dark. And then uh, just last night, we started what we're going to call the Manus Family Holiday Film Festival. We started with Home Alone. Oh, that's a classic. It's a classic. And we'll probably... Joe Pesci, great jazz singer. You, you know uh, that. I did. He made a record with made, Joey D. Exactly. <laughs> couple Philly guys. A couple know, Philly man. Italians. Amazing. Yeah. And then, uh, and then, yeah, so we'll do like a holiday film festival here on it. Maybe some Elf. Mm. Uh, maybe some... Maybe some uh, the world's greatest cup of coffee. Come on. That's right. That's Congratulations. <laughs> so positive. It's a wonderful life. If he life. has one fault, it's that he's too positive. That's his big, that's the movie. That's you the just movie. described the plot of the movie. <laughs> right, right, right. Cool, cool. All right. Um, well, since it was a holiday uh, week a little bit, I'm a little almost afraid to do this, but a little fitness check-in. Where are you at? Where are you at on your fitness check-in? Man, so again, I am... I am plant-based before 5 p.m. every day, and then I'm fully plant-based on Mondays. That's okay. been good stuff. And I'm really, you know what it is? I'm getting old. Is it like a vampire thing at 5 o'clock? Because it gets dark at 5 o'clock now. Is that a carnivorous side no. of you comes no. out at 5? Yeah, or is yeah, that- The wolf that comes out. I got to eat some chicken heads. Uh, no, it's just because I don't want to trouble 
Heather with making, yeah. you know, like Heather likes to make dinner every night, so I don't want to trouble her with, you know, going plant-based just because I'm going. I try to be sensitive right. to that kind of stuff. You know how right. it is. Sure. And then, uh, man, I don't know about you. You you run, see, but you are such a good runner. Ah, that's I'm, not exaggerated. Okay. I've switched over so. from like on my exercise routine. Anything that's too strenuous, I'm like, I'm out. I can't do it. And maybe it's because I'm 41, but like... I'm just, I can't, I'm not going to lift weights. I'm not going to run. Just well, been, I've just been walking and doing yoga. I feel amazing. Man, walk, yoga is, yoga will, there's nothing, there's nothing not scary about doing yoga. I've gone from just everything being like, just, I'm just hammering everything in my fitness routine and everything's like this or whatever. Yeah. To just being nice and like open and loose. It feels great, man. Good. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. Cool. Well, you know what? We got a bunch of questions. So why don't we jump in? A little bit prematurely, not prematurely. That's what we're here. We are here to serve and to answer some questions. Um, and oh, it looks like we may have some new members too. So, Open Studio, we've had the. Did you know that we had the largest influx of new members over the past week than we've ever had since the inception of this endeavor? So it's it's a very exciting time around here. Um, yeah, I, I've I've heard rumors. That's really really <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so we like to thank uh, thank you guys and welcome any any if we do have any new folks on here to the Open Studio family, as it were. And um, you know the most exciting thing I think about this journey has been the podcast, the the courses, the community of artists. You know we've got uh, let's see if we can see here we have Christian McBride and Sean Jones. We're being socially distanced, but we're bringing them into the studio with us nonetheless. But also our new members from around the uh, over 130 countries. I couldn't believe it when I saw that list because I was like, I couldn't name 130 countries. I don't think I could name 30 countries. You'd have to press me to do that. But uh, we have members in over 130 countries and a really fun and cool and um, supportive community now. So we're here to help each other. But today we are here to answer some questions if you have them. So do you see something that you like? I see a bunch of things. Monsieur Admanet. I just want to I just want to reiterate what you said in that it's been really fun building this yes. with you and Dan and and everybody and Brian and Rachel and Sam and, and the whole team here and just so proud of everything. Yeah. And I think what's really exciting is, you know, with each year that we do this, we grow the community. We get to know the community better. Yeah. Through all through YouTube now, through, you know, all the things that we do on our site. So here's to more of that, man. Here's to a twenty twenty one full of connection and music. You know what I'm saying? So we got a lot of stuff here. Quentin says right at the top, watched your video on playing uh, on in all 12 keys last night cool stuff one thing i was wondering about was how you would approach mm. learning ahead in all 12 keys maybe another way to ask my question is would you do anything special like learn the melody first just the chords just sections just the licks so nothing special for learning tunes in multiple keys or all 12 keys i mean i think the most special thing is the intention to yeah. do that you know that's that's really all you need to do is set that intention and then do it yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And we've we've preached before about learning tunes like this. Like, you also don't need to get clingy about like I've got to learn this in all twelve keys before I move on. <laughs> right, you know right, what I mean? Right. You can learn it in three or four. I like that clingy. Totally. Don't be a Klingon. Don't be a Klingon. And here's the thing about practicing things in weird keys is sometimes you're going to go back to that a year or two later, and it's not like you have, you know, just because you practiced have you met Miss Jones for a day in G flat means that you can do that. The, the idea is that you're just constantly working in these weird keys and that it gets easier and easier and easier. So it's always something to go back to. So yeah. don't, don't worry if you don't have it is what I'm saying. Exactly. And then uh, this is very much a process driven uh, activity for ear training, for expanding your um, you know, palette of available 
keys to play in and just the way that you hear intervals and the relationship between root movements and melodies and improvisation so many wonderful things you can learn but like um wait was that half oh yeah have you i was like did yeah. i play a different tune I thought I it was, okay that was have you remember so when you yeah the goal is to be able to play it all 12 keys eventually but in terms of approach i like to think about it get it in the original key or whatever key you're going to learn it in first at a very intuitive bass level so that might be just you know if you're at the piano just the melody and the root you know i love a melody and a root right Adam? i do know you love a melody, which is that's very telling all you people out there so you've got that and then the next place you go there's many different ways to think about it but why not go to the easiest place for you so what would that be for you adam like if you were going to go to your first key leaving f in this case for have you met with jones where would you go you know i'm a circle of fourths kind of guy okay yeah, circle yeah, of yeah. Is good because that's i mean but something pattern based right circle i would form. Yeah, yeah yeah i would i would take it there or chromatic uh, you've gotten me more on the chromatic idea yeah um i think chromatic's more of an advanced kind of approach though a little bit because like if you really know this in f probably as you say the b flat or maybe circle of fifths yeah can you go down to c or up to c yeah those are going to be the closest in terms of key so you're going from one flat to two flats or one flat to no flats so i mean it kind of depends on how your mind works it's possible that for some people chromatic but usually um sometimes even like going from one flat to one sharp that can be interesting so you go to take it up in that's actually not that easy sorry as i was gonna say it's kind of hard so you go from one flat to one sharp yeah that's hard and then two flats so you basically are working your way out <laughs> that's crazy yeah wait no yeah mm. that's cool yeah i like that one f one flat one sharp two flats uh, two, two sharps yeah two, yeah that's cool so that would probably be a more challenging way. But yeah, I would say circle of fourths or circle of fifths, which is really just going up a fourth or going up a fifth. Take your time with it and then really try to make some connections uh, and some pattern recognition as you're going through this. So you also want to think about like, so have you met Miss Jones, for instance? You want to get your major scale diatonically where you are because this is a lot of standards are so diatonically based. Yeah. It's not until you get there that you're leaving that diatonic. So you go to B flat. You want to really get your B flat going, right? And then And it's the same with the root movement. All diatonic. So you want to really get your major scale, know what you, know what you're doing wherever you're starting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> That's great. So, yeah, just like that, Quentin. <laughs> DK says, I've noticed that melodic minor set works with fourth step in the bass. I guess the fourth in the bass. Mm. Example, a G melodic minor set and the C is the lowest voice. How to use it? Is it an additional dominant set? So, DK, yeah. So, this is typically the Lydian dominant. Right, if you have a C and you're using a G melodic minor, right, this is what you would use over a C7, a C dominant 7 sharp 11, this scale. 
Now, I like that you're thinking about about it like this because I often think of like a, a Lydian dominant in the terms of the melodic minor. We've talked about this. It's a little bit of a difference in how you can think about it. Because then you can do all these broken seventh chords. If you know uh, your your broken seventh chords, thirds, yeah, arpeggios, all that stuff, and that's all over C seven sharp eleven. Oh, look at this, Cordy's up. Yep. And really, with the melodic minor scale, there's so many great shapes. We just went over this in the daily guided practice session. Like, if you start our melodic minor here. So we'll do we'll do we'll keep on C7 sharp 11, right? If you start here, let's start at C and you make triads, right? It's so cool cuz you have major triad C major, major triad D major. Yep. Diminished triad yep. E diminished, diminished triad yep. F sharp, uh minor minor and then what, what we call the interlude chord, the augmented. <laughs> so it's like major, major, Commercial diminished, break. diminished, yeah. minor, minor, and then one augmented, and you're back to the C. And I just want to make, this is such a great uh, thing to use. I want to make sure everybody, because you went through it quickly, just to, to reiterate, make sure everybody understands this. These are the triads that are layered on top. We're moving up, you're moving up diatonically on the G minor melodic ascending minor scale but I like to think about this a Lydian dominant right right and so we're just moving up boom 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 mm. and so we're not making up these triads these are what are existing within that scale that's right like breaking them up in the Lydian dominant scale or that G melodic minor yeah. scale starting on C because yeah. this this concept and you can take this to any scale I mean you could even do it over different diminished scales although those are going to be all be diminished triads but breaking up triads like this can unlock such a foundation for great improvisation because a lot of this sounds like it's it's just improvised lines but these are actually triads and different um uh inversions oh it's like it's like uh hipness in a box if yeah you, once you kind of get into this you know yeah yeah and you know what happens is sometimes people learn it first and they're like and they're like, it sounds corny. Don't worry about it. Just start to get it in your fingers. Get the sound in your ears. And then you can start to get to some of the more advanced inversions later on. Hey, uh, if you're liking this uh, this little YouTube say, broadcast. Say what? what? <laughs> no. Don't say what? Don't say, what? No, give us a little like there. Give us a little like. Let you know everybody else know. We're still going to be on here for another uh, 43 minutes. So now, if we don't get 30 likes right now, we're not. No, let's keep <laughs> let's keep it going. Let's get some people in here. The, the, you know what I'm saying? The likes help out with uh, getting a bigger, bigger room. And don't forget to leave your question here in the chat. Lots of great questions so far. So keep them coming. Yep, 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 yep. Um, cool, 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 cool. It's sunny, 52 degrees in Las Vegas. What's up, Rich? Nice, 52. Uh, it's snowed here. St. Louis this morning. Did you know that? I know. If man, you were up was, early, you saw. You it was so beautiful, that. so beautiful. Love it, love it. Uh, Iggy Ziggy says. Iggy Ziggy, Iggy, Iggy don't Ziggies. you know? Got a question. Okay. Just started watching Adam's Bill Evans guided practice session. This was my guided practice session right here on YouTube uh, Friday. Was wondering if you have any tips on improvising over turnarounds, playing over quick chord movements because we were doing Bill Evans playing on Israel, and we were doing a very quick like at the end right yeah like a really fast one flat three uh two five kind of situation mm. um and so that i mean that could really work with anything at the end of anything if you have a 
how do you approach it? I'm, how do you approach it? How do you approach playing over quick turnarounds like that? Are you thinking each individual chord? Are you mm. thinking just like key-wise? Or is it kind of a mix of all that? Yeah, actually, I, I kind of try to use that same thing uh, with the root movement to kind of pull things together. So is this for any in, any particular turnaround or just anyone? Any, anything oh, yeah. that where it moves fast. Yeah, you know, like. so it's like trying to find some kind of pattern that you can turn into a melodic thing. Because what you don't want to, say, if it's, if it's moving fast because the tempo's fast or, or because you're, like, moving every two beats. So, so if we did that, let me see if we get chord. What? So uh, C major, 6-9. E flat seven, A flat major, right? Mm. Like, how do you make that sound? Um, how do you make it not sound like you're moving that quickly? One thing is, don't segment the chords with what you're playing with your melody mm. or your improvisation. So you're gonna be segmented mm. in terms of the, the root move, the like, actual movement of the chords. Mm -hmm. uh, although you can have a little bit of elasticity with that too. But with your solo line is really your opportunity to open things up. So it might be. Oops, that wasn't good. Oof. So you're just you're looking at one line the same way as if you were improvising over C major. So. So you still want that direction. A lot of times people end up going like. They segment things and make it symmetrical like they are a robot playing yeah, yeah, yeah. the turnaround, right? So. Uh. Also, you can delay things. So, like, if you're going, I'm going to just double it up and repeat it a few times. Yeah. It sounded like I was getting lost. I wasn't. I was delaying things. Mm -hmm. I was delaying the inevitable. Uh, what's the tune? Oh, like something like that. That's got a really long turnaround. So you got four bars. So that was kind of jankety. But you you have some time there. <laughs> But you still don't want to like have it come out right on each chord because you got to have some confidence that you're feeling where it is. So if it's like, you know, come out on two or something or and of one or something and set up your melody to like where you're not starting right on the beat. So you don't want it to be, you know. Everything is like, because yeah, ah, yeah, yeah. that's like, that's hip for like, what's the headbanger music? Duh, yeah, duh, some thrash metal. Some thrash yeah, metal, but, yeah. that, but not for this so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the idea too, if you wanted to get a little bit, um, if you wanted to go slow with this, like if you're really having a hard time even understanding, you know, how, how to make these lines, you can think about this ideal of scale running, really slow it down. So if we do the same C major seven, E flat major seven, were you doing all major chords? Yeah, well, I was doing, um, I was doing dominant so dominate, sus there. Yeah, and then and, major. And then major, major. And then, that, no, like like the like what you played, dominant. Got yeah. it. So major, dominant, major. Yeah. No, so it could certainly be major too. C major seven, E flat major uh, E flat dominant, A flat major seven, D flat dominant. So if you wanted to do some scale running on this, 
You could literally do as simple as this. And you could still do the things he was talking about, like delaying things. Yeah. Where you're switching your scale with the change. This is a great way to establish like, okay, what are my note options over this? And also to start getting out of the box of like, uh, you know, that thing that he was talking about of the... Right, you can start to connect it a little easier. You could also like limit your real estate. So maybe I want to do all of this within a fourth. Ah, you know what I mean? To yeah, where yeah. you're just like, oh, can I do all that within a third or a fourth or whatever that is? Yeah. That's that's tough, but it's really really good for you. It's great. A little, little melodic uh, restricted practicing. That's as, right, as it were. Exactly. Good. 